This is Central Coast Public Radio KCBX. I'm Benjamin Perper. The explosive growth of Paso Robles wine industry since the 1990s is often touted as a major economic success story on the Central Coast. And it has been for many, as vineyards, hotels, and restaurants create jobs and tax revenue that have allowed the city to grow. But some benefit from this more than others, as lower-income families struggle making enough to live in Paso Robles, if they can afford it at all. In the third story in our series, In the Vines, we'll explore some of the labor and housing challenges the area's wine-heavy economy is facing. This is In the Vines from Central Coast Public Radio, KCBX. Esteban Garcia comes from a family of farm workers who have lived on the Central Coast for more than 20 years after arriving in the U.S. from Mexico. I don't recall much of where I'm from, so this is pretty much home. His family settled in Santa Maria, a few hours south of Paso Robles. The Central Coast's farm worker community is largely concentrated in that area. It's one of the least expensive places to live in the region. That means vineyards in Paso Robles often rely on workers who don't live in the city and instead drive long commutes, like Garcia's father did for years. Him and my uncle would drive from Santa Maria to Paso. Garcia followed in his father's footsteps in the industry as a field worker, but now he has greater ambitions. He secured a scholarship from a local charity organization to study viticulture at Fresno State and plans to get an MBA after that. He hopes to secure a good job in winemaking to be able to buy a house someday and provide for his kids. But for now, he too spends a lot of time on the road, driving from Fresno to Santa Maria, usually twice a month, to work at a local winery and see his daughter. I leave Thursday nights usually, and then I work Fridays. Then I'll spend the weekend with family and then drive back. This phenomenon of people driving long commutes to work in areas they can't afford to live in is common in California. Cal Poly San Luis Obispo agribusiness professor Michael McCullough says driving is often the most affordable option for workers in areas without strong public transit, like the Central Coast. But with gas prices these days, driving is still very expensive. You got to pay driving a pickup all of 50 miles one way. That's that's a lot of money. Really cuts your salary. The Central Coast now has some of the highest gas prices in the nation, with averages around $6 a gallon. And according to a March analysis by home buying advice website Porch, San Luis Obispo County ranked as the second least affordable small metropolitan area in the country, with a cost of living second only in that category to Napa, another famous California wine country. Porch estimates the cost of living in these areas is around 10% higher than the national average. And McCullough says it's getting worse. We're seeing this influx of people come here on the Central Coast. It's a wonderful place to live, buying homes. It makes it difficult for people to, to live here in town. Those price hikes have led local governments and nonprofits to invest more in affordable housing, often for agricultural communities like vineyard workers. Ken Trigero is the president of People's Self-Help Housing, one of the nonprofits building affordable housing units in places like Paso Robles and Santa Maria. They've created what he calls a sweat equity program, where low-income people help build their own houses and buy them at a price they can afford. It's really rewarding for them and for us. In Paso Robles, the nature of winemaking means that some seasons, like harvest, require a lot more labor than others. In the busy months, farm workers maximize their income by picking grapes at multiple vineyards whenever they can. With that in mind, Trigero says people's self-help housing considers a worker's annual, rather than monthly, income when they determine their eligibility for affordable housing units. So it's okay if they're you know, not able to find the amount of work throughout the year in like Paso Robles. We can still adjust the rents so that they're affordable. 
In addition to the work of affordable housing organizations, the city has added thousands of new housing units here over the last few years and has plans for more, along with infrastructure improvements like roads and water lines. City leaders say all of this is necessary in order to support a growing wine industry and all of the tourism that comes along with it. Alex Villacana agrees. He's the president of Travel Paso, a nonprofit focusing on bringing more tourism to Paso Robles. As a winemaker himself, he says he believes Paso Robles development helps not just those who own the grapes, but everyone in the city. A lot of what we do, you know, develops revenues that helps the infrastructure and, and you know, hires police and fire and, you know, helps pave our streets. Still, Villacana says there are challenges ahead if the area wants to continue growing. We want to do it responsibly so we can, um, you know, hopefully afford, you know, water infrastructure and all these other things that, uh, that we need to continue growing. Water infrastructure. That's an issue on many people's minds here. The exponential growth in vineyards here hasn't just created a tourism industry, it's also created a groundwater problem. Next week, we'll hear how the Paso Robles groundwater basin is in critical overdraft and how looming water cutbacks could affect the town's wine-heavy economy. That's next time on In the Vines from Central Coast Public Radio, KCBX. Our theme music is from the album Taste of the Valley by Central Coast musician Jonathan Fiery. This piece was produced with assistance from the Public Media Journalists Association Editor Corps, funded by the Corporation for Public Broadcasting, a private corporation funded by the American people. For Central Coast Public Radio KCBX, I'm Benjamin Perper.